pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I forgot we had to do this bit, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost pushed stop. Uh, hello, you are listening to the podcast version of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Stee Curran. Do you think we should uh, always do this bit at the end of the show? Well, at least we can reference what happened, really, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Apologies um, and deal with all of that. Set expectations for the next hour. Do you think there's anything we need to apologise for? Oh, I don't know. I thought it went pretty well today. You would have thought after all these years that we're getting close to nailing it. Yeah. Uh, yes, no, I think there's uh, there's a lot in there. Um, the one thing that we've been unable to talk about uh, on the radio show are uh, the adverts that people have been getting. And I realise that they're, they're mm. beginning to filter through now. They are, aren't they? Um, some people have had adverts for uh, Hat Chat, the podcast. Hat Chat? That confused a lot of uh, our listeners. What's Hat um, Chat? It's one, of our, it's one of our sister pods. Okay, well, you've not introduced me to them, so just standing well, maybe there awkwardly listened... in the corner at the party. <laughs> maybe if you listened to your own podcast and drove the ad revenue up. <laughs> Sell know... Hat Chat to me, Simon. Sell Hat Chat to me. Because we've got to do adverts, right? We've got to do adverts for ourselves. And maybe we should start by advertising one of the other podcasts. You know, I know we're doing that already, but we're not doing it. What's Hat Chat? Well, first of all, uh, I've had I had to. I know you've been busy, so I had to provide a one life left advert, which is going into what? Uh, what? Yeah, Hold yeah, on. Yeah. Hold on. Yep. All right. Talk me through that first. Oh, it's it's the theme tune. Mm-hmm. It says, "Hello, you're listening to an advert for the podcast of the radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- this is what we do. Okay. It contains up to two jokes. Get it from where you get your podcast from. Good. That's nice. fine." That is again setting expectations up to never, never exceeding. Um, uh, and the Hat Chat uh, mm-hmm. is uh, from um, Hat Films, uh, uh, who are part of the Oxcast Network. Okay. Uh, Ross, Chris, and Alex uh, do uh, a podcast uh, which they do, which they advertise in hours. So hopefully, you'll be getting the One Life Left advert in theirs. That's exciting. Yeah, maybe we should get them on. Yeah, that, that, I think that's. So it's um the one life left expanded universe, isn't it? Is that, is, that, it is. is that a bit exceeding our station there? Like just taking over, you know, saying this is our universe. Everyone else just lives in it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we could do late night spin-offs with hat films, couldn't we? Yes, yes. Where one hat we, left. Where we, where we don't wear tops. Mm-hmm. It's always about that with you, Simon. Always seems to come down to the tops. There was an advert for Pitch Please, 
mm-hmm. which Ruth uh, got. Pitch Please is very good. Um, that's where uh, Alex, who I work with, and Chris, who I work with, uh, and others um, pitch fictional games. Okay, that's that's a good idea. Can we go it on is that? A good, <laughs> it's a good idea. Can we, actually, can we just do everyone else's podcast now? <laughs> yeah, they all sound better, don't they? Which I yeah. think, as an intro to this week's show, <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. Here's the show. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you this week, Simon? I'm doing okay, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I, I notice, and this is going to be a good topic for radio, neither of us have shaved for a few weeks, have we? <laughs> have we? No, I'm feeling a bit hairy. So how are you getting on with it? Because I think mine stopped growing. Like, I like So I grow <laughs> quite fast, quite quickly. You could apply that to other areas of my life, and um, and then seem to just stop. Yeah, same. Is it right? Okay, so we can't go sort of full ZZ top by the end of February. I've never tried. I've never tried, it, but I, I don't think so. So w- why have you not shaved? It's just been I've been too busy, and I've not been leaving the house, which is a, a dangerous competition. Dangerous, dangerous combination. Yeah, I, I've not bought any shaving foam. Ah, okay. Is that because there's been a run on it? No, I don't know. I keep meaning to, and then I don't. And then I I sort of toy with the idea of using shower gel or soap, but it's got too long for that now. Mm. So I don't know. So maybe you have to... Do you think you have to take the scissors? I don't. I honestly don't know. This is the longest I've not shaved for for a long, long time. So uh, maybe ever. So let's see. We should should do one of those resolutions that we're not going to shave until (laughs) somebody wins the Super Bowl. Not going to shave until... Until Nottingham Forest win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, ask me how I've been. How have you been, Steve? Tired, Simon. Tired. What's been keeping you up? Uh, I launched a secret project on Friday, so that's Did been you? busy, 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 busy. Uh, and dealing with the sort of aftershocks of that and then moving on to the next phase. And Have you been bought by Microsoft? Microsoft? Not yet, Simon, but I do... I do keep an eye on my uh, email and on the junk folder because you know what it's like, <laughs> don't you? Xbox P3. <laughs> uh, you know what, Simon? I have barely paid attention because I've been busy with that. I've been barely paying attention to video games this week, but I did manage to play one, which I'll be able to talk about later in the show. Good news. Mm-hmm. I've got four news stories. Stop it. I know. That's four more than I have. Is it? That's a shame, actually. That we so we so we may struggle here. Okay, I can. <laughs> let me quickly, let me quickly open up Eurogamer.net. Other websites are available. Uh, okay, yeah, I can pick some out from that as well. Okay, should we crack on with it and then see how we get on? <laughs> Thank you. 
Switch is officially the best-selling Nintendo home console of all time. In its latest financial results published on Thursday, the company confirmed that Switch has sold 103.54 million units as of December the 31st, 2021, up over 10 million since September, meaning that the console has now eclipsed Wii's 101.63 million. Overall, Nintendo sold 18.95 million Switch consoles during the first nine months of its 2022 fiscal year, which is down 21.4% when compared to the previous year. After multiple reductions in recent months, the company says it expects to ship 23 million consoles before the end of March. So, Nintendo blamed some of the decline. Uh, this is very much dog-eating my homework. Uh, on the decline <laughs> of the global semiconductor shortage, which is what I use as a reason for the poor performance of this podcast, uh, as well as the previous year's Animal Crossing sales phenomenon. However, it noted that hardware sales for the quarter were still the best during Switch's generation and rising to their second highest level in the company's history. Congratulations, Nintendo Switch. Um... You're welcome, I should say, as well, because I've personally contributed three of those uh, hardware sales over over the lifetime. Well done, Simon. Yeah. Uh, You know, again, I keep checking my email inbox to see if I get an official thank you. Instead, I just keep getting being asked questions for gold points, whatever they are. (laughs) And I assume so do all your Russian relatives as well. <laughs> they do. I don't know. I don't. I don't read their emails, Steve. Of course not. Of course um, not. Do you think this is uh, this is this is okay, fair to compare this like for like over over Wii when it's a, a handheld and a uh, and a home console? There has been some debate on the internet about whether hmm. you should compare 3DS and Wii. That's interesting. I, I think it's fair. It, it did surprise me, actually, to hear that the numbers uh, had overtaken the Wii. Um, because the Wii was such a phenomenon, wasn't it? Like, it, the Wii transcended uh, video game boundary. It, it went outside video game players to the mainstream in a way that I don't think the Switch really has. But maybe what the Wii did was expand video games to more people. Um, and now those people are buying into the Switch. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's um, it got people playing. I mean, I, I, I guess it's it got people playing games that hadn't been playing games before, didn't it? Through its its mm. uh, motion controllers. So, um, yeah, I mean, very few predicted this. I think I've talked before about the atmosphere outside of the Nintendo UK launch event, the first time that they showed the Switch uh, hands on to publishers, and I think there were a few consumers there as well. And honestly, there were some. Industry style wall- warts outside there going, can't see this doing well. Mm. Uh, I was not one of them. I pre-ordered that very morning on my way there. I think um, the Amazon pre-orders went live. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was absolutely convinced as soon as I got my hands on it, even though, you know, uh, they were showing Mario Kart, which you could play on the Wii U. One, two switch, which we all thought was great for about a second. <laughs> um, they kept showing, yeah, the, the first time you saw the transition from uh, Breath of the Wild on a TV to picking it up and walking with it, I mean that was a that was a jaw dropping moment. So yeah, congratulations. I would say it's been my favourite ever console. That said, if we were going to position um, you as the soothsayer of consoles, you know you you bet on this horse very very early. 
what else would be big? Oh, um, what else have I adopted early? What else have you committed to early that maybe hasn't been as successful as the Switch? Do you know I've never owned an Ouya? Really? Yeah, never. What about the N-Gage? I did have an N-Gage. I didn't pay for it. I was given mm. one by Nokia. I found, I found two the other day. Did you? Clearing what? out a cupboard. <laughs> did you? What, found, what did you do with them? I found one of the side-talking ones. Remember that? And I found, yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah. I found the one they released after that, the sort of hastily remodelled version. Do they still um, work? I didn't try. I didn't. I didn't have a look. Do you? Remember, I, I'm sure I've talked about this on the the show before. But do you remember where the launch event for that was? I don't. I don't think I went. It was very clever. It was very clever. It was at the London Eye. Okay. So, so once you were in a pod, oh with these yes. things, you couldn't go anywhere because you were stuck for half an hour as it revolved around. You had nothing. It was at night as well because you couldn't really see anything. Uh, you had nothing to do apart from sit there and play on your engage. So how many people were, were in a pod? Did you have other journalists in there? Twelve. I don't remember. <laughs> how would I know, Simon? My eyes were glued to the screen. Oh, of course. Yeah, you were playing Tomb Raider, weren't you? <laughs> That's right. I That's remember right. seeing the uh, the 3DS for the first time and having having heard about that and, and not believing it was possible. Mm. Uh, that was down on the South Bank as well. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that was... Um, I think I was one. Of, I'm one of the few people that would leave the 3D effect on. Lots of people would turn them off. Yeah, I, uh, I remember an industry uh, industry stalwart, maybe the same one as you were talking about earlier, taking me to one side. He played the 3DS. He said, "Listen, mate, this is going to change the industry forever, and I'll tell you why. Because once you've seen this." <laughs> once you've seen this once you're looking at real 3D on the screen what do you think your phone's going to look like it's going to look like it's going to look flat and boring everything is going to change and you responded to him to by holding a phone sideways to your ear <laughs> and said like <laughs> I'm already at the future mate <laughs> uh, yeah so I never owned a Ouya. Um I think that all the others have done quite well I've got I've got old consoles in the shed, PSP. Actually, the one thing I wish I'd kept was the um, was the Sony PlayStation phone, um, which was um, uh, I forget exactly what it was called, but it was annoying because it didn't have proper controller on it. It was a really nice idea. I remember. Didn't it slide up? It did slide up, and it right? revealed some, you know, similar to what you've got on the. Um, Mm. Steam Deck, so these pads that were supposed to replicate the uh, DualShock never really worked. But it did play. It played. Did it play PSP games? I think it did. I think I had one of them. Bring that mm. back. See, if, yeah. If you find one of those when you're clearing out, Steve, just uh, stick it to one side. All right, I've got a news story here, and it is from GameDeveloper.com, and it is a big one. It's by Chris Kerr. The headline: Rockstar active development on the next GTA is, quote, well underway. Our goal, they say, is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered. Does their previous delivery count as the revamped version of GTA 1 through 3? No, it must be um, improving upon GTA 5, mustn't yeah, it? because it wouldn't be hard to improve on that, given the reception. Let's get a stable for... frame rate, lads. <laughs> 
Uh, it's news you can file under downright inevitable, says uh, Chris Kerr, given Grand Theft Auto V has become a money-printing machine. Predictably, Rockstar was not ready to discuss specifics, but said the next entry in the franchise will be will move beyond its predecessors. And here's the quote. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered, and we are pleased to confirm that active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. And that's all there is to the story. That's it. Simon, there's going to be a new GTA. Whoa, when's it coming out, Steve? Dunno. Sources say in the future. <laughs> Some point. When do you reckon? Next year? Uh, it'll, be, it'll be before March 2024. Financial reasons. Uh, somebody's worked that out from their um, from their uh, their financial reporting. When Take Two um, announced their purchase of Zynga, they referenced. Oh, uh, uh, we'll have a big game coming out uh, before <laughs> then in that fiscal year. It's going to go further than we've ever gone before on it. Um, now they've gone quite far, haven't they? So, so what boundaries are they going to be pushing this time? Well, I remember. Um, when GTA 5 was announced, when they released the trailer, I remember you talking to me excitedly about it, probably on the radio show, actually. You said, have you seen? It's all of the games. <laughs> so what are they going to do now? They're going to make it 3D? They're going to put you it on an engage? It. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to imagine, isn't it? I mean, I, I didn't really get on with GTA three san andreas i didn't play much of four uh but three was the one where they're like oh you can open all these shops you can start exercising you, you know lots of these systems were playing into various bits of gameplay uh property empire uh etc etc and i think uh for me that's when it became a little fussy so i i i hope that um, they don't overcomplicate stuff. I thought GTA V was phenomenal um, in single player. I've, I don't play um, online, which is where this news came from, wasn't it? This news came from an update to players about uh, GTA Online. They just mm. dropped it in at the end. Yeah, um, and I think that's quite interesting because I know that online has been um, has been the target of most hardcore GTA fans' ire because. They want a new GTA, but GTA Online is such a, a money-printing machine uh, that the fear has been, why would Rockstar make GTA 6 when GTA, GTA Online content, continues to just turn over um, such a huge amount of money? Yes. Um, and, yeah, evidently GTA players are not <laughs> registering their displeasure in significant enough numbers to dent those player figures, are they? So mm. it's like, come on, give us some more of this stuff, will you? You're all playing this still. Um, <laughs> and that's and that's going to continue with uh, the next-gen versions or the current-gen versions, which are out next month, I believe. Um, yeah, anyway, look, uh, Rockstar, if you're listening, and I know you are, um, I want more of missions where you fly a plane into another plane... <laughs> Uh, go uh, shoot your way up through the cargo, get into, um, and then hijack a plane from within, within another plane and then parachute out or something like that. I thought that was phenomenal. I loved some of the heist missions in single player. I liked chasing a plane down as it was falling out of the sky. Didn't really like the tortury bits. Um, so I think we could probably lose those. Don't really want it set in London. Here's a question, not really related to GTA, but to what you've just said. Do you like 
flying planes through things. I do like flying planes through. I things. really Particularly like that. Particularly things that the, the planes shouldn't fit through. Right. I, I agree. But even if it's an abstract thing, like a ring, I just yep. really enjoy flying a plane through a ring. So much so that I tried searching on Steam for just that the other day. Plane through rings. Nothing, because Steam search is rubbish. Uh, wow. If anyone's listening and has any recommendations for flying planes through rings or other things that a plane shouldn't traditionally fit through, please write to team at onelifeleft.com and let Rockstar, us know. Rockstar are listening. Um, there's a new game that's just come out on the Quest, um, okay. which is uh, basically pilot wings in VR. Um, uh, where is it? Where are you? It's called... Um, oh, God, it hasn't even charted, so I can't see where it is. Oh, I will find the name of it. I'm surprised it's not at the top, actually. There we go. Um, I'm having a total memory blank. I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically that. It's Pilot Wings in VR. It gives you loads of rings to fly through. also has combat and stuff in it as well. Um, there you go. Ultra Wings 2. Okay. Um, All right. I'm in. Yeah, I'm gonna. I am gonna buy it. Although, judging by where it is in the charts, doesn't look like many other people have. <laughs> Let's okay, fly next. through a ring together. Next new story. <laughs> well, this is news for you, Steve, actually, and for us, and for the radio show. Oh, okay. Hideo Kojima has launched his own podcast <gasps> called Hideo Kojima's Radioverse. The new show will be exclusive to Amazon's Audible service and is currently only, only available in Japan. There have been no plans announced to dub the podcast into other languages so non-Japanese fans could listen too. Kojima's first guests are members of Tubro, a Japanese YouTube channel with over 3 million subscribers. The show's promotional blurb reads, Hideo Kojima, a game designer who continues to create new ways to play, has created a new show on Amazon Audible. Each episode will feature a variety of guests who will have in-depth discussions on topics like games and movies, which you can't hear anywhere else. How do you feel about uh, Kojima parking his tank on our lawn? Well, you can hear in-depth discussion on games, movies and all kinds of other things on an actual radio show, which isn't just using radio in the title. We should talk to him about that. He's not allowed to do that. It's not radio verse, is he? If he's a podcast, he's not. No, and mm. he should be. I mean, what he should be doing is making his cutscenes shorter, <laughs> rather than um, contributing to a, even more media. Got another question, Simon. Technical mm. question. You said uh, as yet there are no plans to dub the podcast into English. How do you dub a podcast? Because I get dubbing a movie, right? Like you know re-recording but you then keep the visual part here you're not keeping any of it right no well maybe we could do that surely not quite at that point isn't it your own podcast you're just yeah, copying really yeah okay well if that gets us hits <laughs> maybe we should uh yeah i should i haven't mentioned that both of these stories have come so far and all of them all of my stories have come from videogameschronicle.com and they're the ones that said it uh, hasn't been dubbed so um this is leave, a, this is a leave good comments idea. there. If we have a listener who wants to go to the effort that we absolutely won't of translating sections of Hideo Kojima's not radio show, then we could read them out 
We could we could broadcast them actually, and um, I mean j- just to be clear about this, we won't check their accuracy. We won't no. check their accuracy. No, so we, no we're interested in doing that at all. If you just let us know what he's been saying about us, yeah, um, doesn't you know just just give give it your best shot. Run it through yes. Google Translate. An email team at onelifeleft.com. Next news story, Simon. Well, I tell you what could do with some translation, actually, <laughs> uh, comes from this next story. Uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella has said that the company's planned acquisition of Activision Blizzard is motivated by its desire to build the next internet. What? Xbox parents company revealed last month that it intends to acquire Activision Blizzard in a $68.7 billion deal, the games industry's biggest ever by some distance. In its announcement, the company said the move, which will give it ownership of franchising including Call of Duty, Warcraft, Overwatch, Crash Bandicoot and Guitar Hero, will accelerate the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile, PC, console and cloud and will provide building blocks for the metaverse. Whilst there's no universally accepted definition, the metaverse is a network of 3D virtual spaces where users can socialise, play and work, and some envision it as a successor to the mobile internet. Uh, In his first interview since the Activision deal was announced, Nadella discussed Microsoft's vision for the metaverse. And you might want to lean in for this, Steve, because it's hella interesting. I'm leaning in. If you've been confused about what the metaverse could be, This is what Microsoft claims. So they begin in quotes. Metaverse is essentially about creating games. It is about being able to put people, places, things in a physics engine and then having all the people, places, things in the physics engine relate to each other. Now, Steve, um, this desire to take the metaverse mainstream, I don't know how often you listen to the man in the street or the passengers on the Clapham omnibus. But whenever I overhear conversations, they're all chatting about their desire <laughs> to be able to put pieces, people, places and things in a physics engine, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. It sounds to me like Satya has seen that scene from Ready Player One with all of the characters running at each other and has gone, we need more characters. I'll have that one and that one and that one. Where do we get them? Blizzard, innit? Uh, uh, yeah, so he doesn't sound like the metaverse to me. Doesn't sound like my understanding of the metaverse. Well, okay, then see if this excites you, Steve, about the future. He continues, you and I will be sitting on a conference room table soon with either our avatars or our holograms or even 2D surfaces with surround sound. Guess what? The place where we've been doing that forever is gaming. Uh, and so the way we will even approach the system side of what we're going to build for the metaverse is essentially democratise the game building and bring it to anybody who wants to build any space and have it essentially people, places and things digitised and relating to each other with their body presence. So Got that people, places, things mm, equals people plus places plus things equals metaverse. I do agree with that a little more in that I do think gaming has uh, has almost... Gaming has has, uh, fixed a problem with the metaverse, uh, which doesn't really exist at the moment. Uh, But at the moment you have in the world of of Web3, loads of people trying to build the metaverse and say, this is where people are going to hang out, guys. This is the space and buy some land in here and you'll be set for life. Uh, And all people are really doing is they're buying this space and these spaces, they're like Second Life was 20 years ago. These big empty pretty 
spaces with nothing to do inside them. But what connects people is activities, right? Like what brings people to spaces is, is things to do. And so uh, when you talk about World of Warcraft as a, a metaverse space, people are turning up there, you know, with the intention of grinding, of levelling up. Actually, they stay for the social aspect of knowing their friends hang out there and going there to talk to their friends. The grinding, the levelling up just gives them an excuse to go there in the first place. Uh, people don't turn up to these big empty spaces just to chat. And yeah, so I, I sort of get that point. Did Second Life have people, places and things? Okay. So, it did have people. Tick. It did, did have places. Tick. I'm less... I'm less sure about the things... Do you remember any things in Second Life? I never went into Second Life, Steve. It terrified the life out of me. I did. I remember very early in One Life Left, we had a feature called Finding a Wife in Second Life. Yeah, that wasn't me doing that, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay. Well, there we go. I hope that's clearer to you, Steve, about what the metaverse actually is. All right. Just (laughs) absolutely no clear at all. Um... Is this our final news story? This might be story five, or maybe it's four. Well, the last one I have, Steve, is perhaps the biggest, actually. Um, I think what's happened here is somebody has seen what's been going on once there are no, uh, their name associated with it because Video Games Chronicle writes, <clears throat> Further games industry consolidation is reportedly on the horizon with a key industry figure claiming plans for several big acquisitions are at an advanced stage. Uh, on January 10th, Rockstar parent company Take-Two revealed its intention to purchase Zynga. I'm, good, I'm just going to skip through this now. Uh, the following week, Microsoft, da, 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 Monday, Sony, uh, Bungie. Back to the news story. Discussing industry consolidation on Tuesday, influential figure Jeff Keighley suggested <laughs> more major deals could be announced Sooner rather than later. The Game Awards creator tweeted, I've heard from multiple people. As you might success, there are a few other big video game deals in final stages of negotiations. It's going to be an interesting year. Okay, so... Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Video Games Chronicles. We could all... One life left. And we have tweeted things like this before. We've talked about this kind of news story where people go... I've heard this is going to happen. And then if it doesn't happen, no one remembers. But if it does, then they go, told you so, lads. Um, Secondly, does an acquisition make for an interesting year? Interesting year, Steve. I mean, if we were acquired, that'd be interesting for us. I'm not sure it'd be interesting for anyone else. I don't know. I don't know. Consolidation, Consolidation isn't very interesting. In fact, you could argue it makes the world much less interesting. Fewer. While you guys are all talking about the acquisitions, don't forget about me. That's basically what that tip, what that tweet is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, we need to get ourselves influencer positions. Son. Oh, don't we? Seems like such an easy life. Maybe we could start. Uh, let's just start some rumours, shall we? Yep. Some Sh- ambiguous rumours. I uh, get so little traction on my Twitter account this uh, these days. Uh, maybe I will start a rumour. In the next um, seven days, 
I will post something completely straight that sounds like a rumour, and I will report back how much traction it has got, Simon. Yeah, uh, well, well you... the, the ideal will be to get Video Games Chronicles or similar to write a story about your tweet. This is like two thing all over again. <laughs> Good, right, I'll see you on the internet. Thanks, Simon. One life left, video game news with Anne Scantleberry. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show broadcast on the best radio station in London. We're also on your podcast network via Pickaxe. If you listen to the podcast, you'll have heard an introduction, which we record at the end of the show. So why not listen to One Life Left twice, once on the radio, as it broadcasts on Monday? And once on the podcast, you'll be getting extra content that way. Uh, thanks very much to Resonance, of course, and thank you to Phil, our undercaretaker, who uploads the show and writes the show notes. It is interesting, isn't it? Because after the sh- after we recorded last week, I dropped. I, I have this crisis. I frequently have crisis of mm. confidence where I go, "Oh God, should I have said that?" Um, yeah, which uh, I do either because it's a joke that was s- silly. Or maybe I've said a secret thing that um, I'm hoping didn't get picked up. And um, I dropped you a quick note like at the end of the recording last week and just said, look, do you think we should include that? And you went, no, no, it's fine. And it was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I was a bit worried about it. Anyway, it's interesting to see that Pickaxe actually picked that bit out <laughs> and used that as the advert for the show. <laughs> different mindsets, isn't it? It's just different, different, different levels. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. Um, right, do we have anything else to talk about before we shoot into the letters section? Uh, just uh, So we're both going to GDC, aren't we? We definitely are. Have you done much about that? No. <laughs> Nothing at all, have you? Well, I've tried to do stuff about that, but it appears that we might be the only ones going. Mm. Um, uh, but we're not doing Marioki, are we? We are. Are we? Are we? Did you ask me to organise that? Yes. I said okay, to, I have, to him, book it I twice. Done, I because we, they owe us for one thing. We'll pay him for another and we'll have the venue twice during the week. He must listen. Yeah, so just get back to us, Chris, if that seems yeah. acceptable. Okay, I will I will drop him a note then. Um, okay, uh, then we've also got a sponsor as well, so that's that. Fantastic, good. Uh, that's any other business. business? No, that's it now. I think um, I'm, I'm not going to go through any other business again because it looks like <laughs> that just results in me having to do more work. All right, this is the letters section. 
messages and forward BCC One Life Letters. Simon, we've definitely had a letter in the email this week, and we have definitely had two letters on the, on the Discord as well. One of whom, one of which is from a new letter writer, so that's exciting. Very Shall I start exciting. with one of these and you go and find the one from the doo-doo the old uh, the old inbox. Okay, this is from Weasel Spoon. Hello team. Hello SSG. This week I've been looking into helping a friend get an old Amstrad CPC 464 running. Everything seems fine, but he's got no tapes to load on it. So I'm finding images, converting them to .wavs. I'm going to put them on tapes. It seems there's an option to install a line in on the Amstrad and bypass the tape deck entirely. All of that is well documented online, says Robert, as if he's boring us. I think it's amazing that a 30-something-year-old device is still supported by the community. What fan-driven things put a smile on your face? Pip-pip, Robert. Goodness me, his life... Uh, of the INV continues, doesn't it? I mean, I so the Amstrad um, famously has the best uh, home computer version of Ikari Warriors, which is one of my favourite arcade games. So uh, make sure that you take a look at that, Robert Wells. And uh, fan-made project. Well, I came across one this uh, this week that had me regretting throwing plastic in a skip. Uh, because there is a version of Guitar Hero uh, which lives on PC called Clone Hero where um, the community have kept the game alive. Uh, I haven't investigated it because I think I've only got one guitar controller somewhere. Um, But I was very, very pleased to hear that because I do miss tinkering around on the old plastic guitars. So um, I will investigate that and one day report back. Well, similarly, uh, the community for Synth Riders, which is uh, my favourite quest game, is phenomenal. I mean, I guess it's very similar to the one I've momentarily forgotten. What's the Laser Sword one? Beat Saber. Beat Saber, thank you. Laser Sword one, where there are thousands and thousands of tracks uh, made by the community. Yeah, I'm just astonished at the breadth of the Synth Riders ones. It's still absolutely brilliant, fun game. Uh, And yeah, I think that any game that uh, serves a community like that, that um, affords the community option to put their own content in the game, I mean, all the way going back to Doom in the 90s, that sort of stuff is uh, is brilliant. So you can mod synth riders on the quest, can you, with uh, with your own songs? I don't know about on the quest. I'm using it on my Steam account, so certainly the Steam version, uh, which is runs on my quest via uh, the... What's that called? Virtual Desktop. Via Virtual right. Desktop yeah. picks up the Steam version. It allows you to, yeah, uh, to add your own songs to it. And there are some oh, nice. Yeah, because I've not updated Beat Saber because um, if you take any of the store updates, it re- it gets rid of all your Muse songs, mm, which I think okay. is spiteful. Yeah, it's spiteful. It's that, yeah. Um, so, uh, because, yeah, there was a slightly convoluted way of setting up initially, and I've forgotten how to do that. So. Uh, but yeah, thank you, fans, for giving me and Steve access to our music that uh, <laughs> that we can't buy elsewhere. Uh, Chris Conroy writes, Dear Team NSSG, two points of order, if you will. One, imagine my reaction on hearing the letters last week, listening to Steve saying, there must be one from Chris Conroy. He never lets us down, knowing that I hadn't submitted one on time. 
You know the emoji that encapsulates the feeling we all had when we heard about the payout Bobby Kotick will get if the Microsoft deal goes through? That's it. Two, quick update to the letter below, which didn't get aired. Turns out Super Smash Bros is quite fun in that dumb local multiplayer way when you work out enough to win against your kids at least half of the time, but still makes no sense. Much like this letter, your upside down uh, emoji and your smiley emoji correspondent, Chris Conroy. Great letter, Chris. Uh, Chris, I particularly like how uh, you apologize for not sending one, but then within that apology, mm. uh, make a pointed comment about us not reading <laughs> one out as if, as if we're quits, <laughs> as if we're in some way quits, uh, which we good. are. We are. Uh, we forgive you mm -hmm. um, as long as you forgive us. And if you don't, then we don't. Perfect. We'll call it one all. Uh, let's see what happens next week. Uh, have you have, have you ever played Smash Brothers with any of your children? I've not, no. Um, and I, I tell you whose kids I wouldn't play it with either. Jonathan Smith's kids um, mm. who, who continue to... Uh, take part in the official Smash Bros. tours, really? competitive tours, winning money. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Winning money. Okay. Well, this is another letter about children. It's from Matt, and he writes on the Discord. Hello, team. Hello, once and future SSG. As the proud father, cleanup crew of a four-year-old, I've been wondering what the best, most engaging, least dark pattern addiction machine games are. So far, I've tried various things on my PS4, Goat Simulator being the only standout success, but everything I've tried there suffers from small hands being too small to hold the controller, and the total lack of understanding that pointing the camera at the sky makes it really hard to see where you're going. On my phone, the smash hit has been Us 2's Assemble with Care, or The Fixing Game, which is demanded regularly. The excellent narrative is instantly skipped for another round of glue the statue back together or fit the pipes in the espresso, espresso machine. What have been the standouts for your kids? Are there genres, or maybe even particular mechanics or control approaches that really resonated with them? Yours, assuming he's just going to have to buy a Switch soon, Matt. Well, we've, uh, thanks for the letter, Matt. It's nice to hear from you. Um, yeah, as we've discussed, Mario Kart on the Switch does uh, does hold a child's hand very nicely, to the extent that even if they are, like my daughter, uh, entirely disinterested actually in the mechanics of getting around the track, where they still feel as if they are competing, uh, even to the extent of at the end of the race when we've waited two or three minutes for her to poodle around and finish the race off and her name is highlighted at the bottom um, as last, she looks to me optimistically and say and asks, did I win? Absolutely the same. Yeah, 100% <laughs> the same experience. In fact, the other day playing Mario Kart, I was... Uh, I was momentarily impressed uh, that, like, so the previous time we played was similarly to yours, like, was encouraging her to press X, like, you know, hold X down, hold X down, and then she'd hold it for five seconds and then get bored and come to a stop, and then eventually, again, after four or five minutes, we'd make it to the finishing line. This time, constantly pressing it down, moving all the way around the course, uh, not steering yet, like, but still, I thought we'd made progress. And then I realised that, no, we had the auto-accelerate uh, button on, so she was literally doing nothing, except for occasionally <laughs> interrupting mechanics or steering the character off the course. But, like you say, it's really, really, it's nicely constructed. She feels like she's doing something, and um, currently obsessed with Wario, and marches around the house going, I'm a Wario, I'm a gonna win. <laughs> she's, it's quite cute, but also not necessarily a good life lesson. 
Uh, the other games that keep Ramona entertained uh, are the Just Dance games. They don't care whether you're making the moves or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we jump around to that now and again. And a few on the Kindle Fire, uh, the kids' Kindle subscription service. Um, there's one where you have to get a panda to walk from left to right across a series of um, levels. It's sort of a bit puzzly. Uh, and she loves playing with that one. Uh, quite a simple drag and drop puzzle game uh, the name of which escapes me is part of the subscription I would love if anyone had any recommendations for teaching controller relationships to uh, to children because at the moment Alice is really struggling with the idea of pressing right to move something right even if that's just a cursor on screen uh, and she loves the idea of selecting her character or selecting Wario in Mario Kart but can't quite get her head around just moving once and moving this cursor uh, we did try Pac-Man the other day, and she was slowly, she was sort of getting that, but it is just quite a brutal game, and so it's a very, very short cycle. Um, and other than that, mostly, as we uh, discovered on the show last week, mostly playing rock, paper, scissors. Which we asked my daughter whether she plays that, and she said yes. And uh, if you want to catch my sister, uh, my sister, my daughter, uh, every time she does scissors. <laughs> same. Absolutely the same. <laughs> they, are, they are daft, aren't they? Um, have there been any other comings and goings on the Discord, Steve? Has there been any drama? Um, Discord this oh, week I, had a few yeah. new, uh, new visits from people. And everyone, as we've mentioned before, gets assigned a game. We're, you know, we're up to about 130, I think. So if you join the Discord, uh, the URL for the Discord is in the show notes. If you join the Discord... Uh, you will be assigned a game as well, and you're meant to play that game and report back. And so far, no one has done that. Unbelievable. Uh, I uh, I put I genuinely wrote something on the Discord that I couldn't say anywhere else. A genuine secret. I saw well. that. I yes, saw that. And that was true. It was true. Mm. That was. So uh, if you join there, um, it, maybe that's something that we'll continue to do until we get into trouble. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're all still playing the you're still playing the crosswords though, aren't you? Yes, uh, really still enjoying the uh, the New York Times crossword, which I try and do every night before I I fall asleep. And thoroughly, this does connect to. Oh, well, I think I've mentioned this on the show before as well, but certainly connects to video games because the way I got into it was via Chris Remo, who of course is uh, or was instrumental part in uh, Firewatch and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got a streak on the New York Times crossword. It measures how many times in a row, how many days in a row you've completed. He's got a ongoing streak, I think, of several years. The best I've managed is five days. So, <laughs> yes, uh, do do follow Chris uh, on Twitter and go and have a look at his video uh, channel as well. I think it's called The Daily Solve with Chris Remo, which is... Lovely ASMR if you like crosswords and Chris, both of which I do. Good. Right. Uh, send us letters to team at onelifeleft.com. And join in on the Discord, and we will see you there for reviews and secrets and all sorts of stuff. We are back. This is Resonance 104.4 FM. If you're not a Resonance listener, uh, why not? Listen to it. It's the greatest radio station in the world. You can find it at resonancefm.com and listen wherever you are in the world. There are all kinds of shows about all kinds of brilliant things. 
This is the other Any Other Business section. Simon, do you want me to do a Simon Byron's Fast Five this week? Uh, no. Um, no. Well, unless it's easy. What is it? Well, I can make it as easy as you want. I just... I I, I mean, I'm right. not... Okay. I, see, what, could I just explain? I mean, I am... I'm quite a confident person, I think, and mm. I'm not usually prone to things like stage fright or what have you. But for some reason, uh, this just just causes my brain to melt. I, I don't know why... Uh, yeah, I don't know why that is. All right, so what if I give you a slightly more creative one rather than one where there's absolute answers? Five games, Simon Byron's Fast Five, five games influenced or clones of Grand Theft Auto. See, I was just, I was just, so here's what happened in my head, right? <laughs> I thought, I was like, well, this is easy, Saints Row. And then I, I inhaled... Mm-hmm. to then say Saints Row, and then I forgot what it was called, and then I just remembered again. <laughs> and they are up to four, so... Yeah. And then, actually, there's the there's Saints Row, which they're remastering, which is five. <laughs> which is due out this year. So that's that's five in one go, despite the fact that Perfect. I couldn't remember the name elsewhere. Um, I would add in Retro City Rampage mm-hmm. as another... And that's it. That's all there that's are. It. That's all. That's, that's all, it. The, all the games. What about that one, uh, Crackdown? I was going to say Crack. I never really played it. Was that? Was that? Um, was that? Sh- I, wasn't the thing in that was that you could jump off the buildings? Mm, and that yeah. was but that, right. It was GTA influence? Was it? Wasn't it? Okay, wasn't so it like three. in in terms of the GTA family tree? Wasn't it basically made by some people? It, it was the original team. Yeah, it was Dave. Yeah. I think Dave Jones was involved, yeah, I think wasn't so. he? Yeah, so definitely okay, GTA related. Red Dead Redemption. There's no cars <laughs> in Red Dead Redemption, are there? This is why it's a creative answer. You could have said anything. Well, why don't you say Microsoft Flight Simulator? Yeah, why didn't you? Well, because it's not a it's not a Grand Theft Auto inspired game. <laughs> you're flying through things, things that are too small for your plane. If you're playing flying it correctly, in, you're flying into other planes very very enjoyably. <laughs> What are the, there are some other really rubbish ones, though, aren't there? I'm sure of it. Yeah, certainly. There we go. What, oh, what about that one um, that was uh, set in LA? It was a real model of LA. Oh, True Crime, Streets true of crime. LA. Yeah, I finished that. Did you? That, that had a mission in it. because and That's right. And then you could say The Getaway, couldn't you? That had a mission in it where... Um, you had to drive from the airport to downtown LA. And it, the big thing about true crime was, sleeping dogs, that's not uh, The thing about true crime was that it was really pleasing on how accurately it modelled itself on the streets of LA, hence the name. And it had a mission, drive from the airport to downtown LA. You've been to E3, Steve. You know that that takes at least half an hour. <laughs> As it did in the game. <laughs> like It was just so boring. It was so boring. Um yeah, there we go. That was a good one, that one, Steve, because there were no, yes, there are no facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've made me remember games. I keep meaning to revisit uh, Sleeping Dogs. Um, I picked it up on Steam for about £2, maybe four years ago, and I reckon it will run very well on um, slightly clunkier PCs. Um, but yeah, I haven't had the time. Good, all right. Let's just stick with games like that. I like GTA for the Fast Fives from now on. It's time for the reviews.
Okay, Simon, what have you been playing this week? Well, I was sucked into it, wasn't I? And I feel stupid for once again being dragged along by everybody saying, oh, that's really good. Um, so I bought uh, the new Pokemon game. Uh, the full title ah, of, of course, which... you said you were going to do this last um, week after the Fast Five. Yes, uh, so the uh, the full title of which is Pokemon Legends Arceus? Arceus? Mm. I don't know how you pronounce that. I'm 50. <laughs> um, uh, which is the first true open world pokemon i believe they sort of they it's referred to as a bit like breath of the wild i think that's mainly because it looks a bit like breath of the wild in terms of the environment and stuff um so i've played for a couple of hours steve so far lots of people are being super grumpy on the internet about how bad it looks i think it looks great on my switch oled a lot of reading though um now, uh, we did a Fast Five where I had to name fast, uh, five Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Now, in the game, um, I just checked before we started the show. Um, I've collected uh, I've, I've capped, I've collected 15. How many are there? Well, depends like, on what version, it, because, doesn't it? Because there can't be loads more than that. I can't have many more <laughs> to get. Can I? If you've got to catch them all, I've got 15. I think I mean, by many, now... How many do you want from me? I think there must be like 1500, right? Like something oh, like that. that but how many were there in the original 250? I don't know. All I want to know is how many I've got to catch in this version to finish well, it. I have no idea. No is idea. it 16? Is it 16 or 16 17? 16 or 17. Something like that. Low okay. numbers. Low numbers. Uh, I'm still very much in the early game where it's quite handholdy. I've just fought my first one with red eyes, um, which I did first go. Thanks very much. Um, I. It's 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 too early to say whether I'm truly enjoying it. It seems fine so far. Um, uh, will 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 I catch all all sixteen Pokemon? I can't promise you that, Steve. <laughs> um, but I feel like I've I've played it enough to uh, understand that it's a very firm seven out of ten. I have been playing uh, a game called Please Touch the Artwork. Have you now? Have you heard of? Please touch the artwork. No. Is it okay. one of those VR games like um, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes? It is not. Uh, it yeah. is a game... It's one of those games, Simon, that I see on Steam and immediately go, yep, yeah, that is a game for me and definitely not for Simon. Um, it is a slightly artsy, as you might imagine from the title, uh, puzzle game. Developed by a uh, one developer, I think. Um, so I, I should I should be able to find that out on Google while we're talking. Um, developed by one developer and a small team from Brussels, Belgium, apparently. Studio Waterzui, and uh, it is a game where you have to recreate pieces of art. Now I've only done one set of levels so far, and they oh are... god, how many are there? I think there are three, Simon. It's a manageable These number. These games. And actually, I haven't completely completed that, but I have played it enough to understand the mechanic and really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's a Mondrian set of levels where you make the lines on the... Uh, you're given a painting, and then you have to recreate that by interacting with a blank uh, grid. Sometimes a blank grid, sometimes a blank a grid with already lines drawn on it. And you have to click on it, 
to draw the lines and ultimately click on it to paint colors in and the place you click on it builds the colors in a different way and yeah it all sort of builds up gets slightly more complex it's never too hard and that's what i really really appreciate about it at least so far but sometimes i've just got to the point where the puzzles are slightly head scratchy but this isn't something that you feel overwhelmed by, that you'll never find the answer for starters. The possibility space isn't too huge. You would probably find it just by clicking around a little bit and getting lucky. Secondly, it's really kind. You can complete it in as many goes as you want, although, of course, there is a target for the fewest clicks as well. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's a beautifully executed uh, art puzzle game. Really, really enjoyable. Comes from a a good heart and a good place and thoroughly worthwhile 7 out of 10 good stuff mm. is that, is that so we're almost towards the end I've got um, because of the way the time works I would like to highlight the fact that before the next episode of the show is aired in fact immediately before it uh, we're going to be announcing three new Yogscast games what? On Valentine's Day, Steve. That's my birthday. On your birthday. Happy Thank birthday. You. Thank you. Uh, so do keep an eye out for that. I'm excited because uh, I've been at Yogscast for... This is my sixth month. Um, and uh, these are new games coming, which we're going to announce. So I'm excited to terrify. I really... Yeah, I think we're going to get a good reaction to them. So do keep an eye out. That's really uh, exciting. The... Why have you chosen to announce three on the same day? Um, because we wanted to make a thing of it, mm-hmm. so we're doing it in uh, what can only de- only be described as a very Yogscast way. Uh, so we're working on that at the moment, and yeah, I think when you announce them together, actually none of them are competing with each other, they're, they're three very, very different games. Um, so yeah, we're going to be announcing those together, and then followed by, actually, me live streaming. Uh, straight away afterwards on Valentine's Day, which I would argue is a real treat for you and your partner and your birthday. (laughs) If you want to watch the oldest man on the internet play some new games, please do tune in. So hold on, you're going to go straight into... Oh no, you're announcing on the Monday. Yes, and then immediately after... Yeah, and then immediately after uh, we're going to be streaming. Okay, that's super, super exciting. Simon, I know I don't want you to like spoil the reveal here but any are any of the games about flying planes or objects through things that are slightly too small for the object interesting actually Steve. all three games i think you could say have some sort of flight within them interesting in fact yeah you're welcome it's exclusive and i'll tell you what one of the games is green (laughs) One of the games is white. Okay. And the other games, all the other colors. All of the other colors. <laughs> You've got the whole spectrum covered. All right, that's super exciting. Well done, Simon. Thanks. So, yeah, please keep an eye out uh, on the on the various channels. Uh, and do tune in. It'd be interesting to know what everybody thinks. Fantastic. Uh, one other bit of news, which is the... Next date uh, for Marioki, our video game karaoke event. That will be taking place in Peckham, at Loading Peckham, on the 18th of February. will be technically my birthday karaoke. So please come along to that. I will sing songs for you and with you 
about video games. Entry will be free. You're too good to everybody, Steve. I know, I know. The only, in fact, the price of admission will be a present, a birthday present for you, <laughs> Steve. Yes, I'm really, really, really looking forward to it because I had to uh, obviously miss the last Mario Key because of COVID, um, which I still haven't got, by the way. Wow. In years to come, when they leaf through the history books, there'll be one lone figure standing out <laughs> when the whole world has had it. You'll be yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I think that might be it, Simon. That's it. Good. All right. Lovely to see you. Have a good week. Yep. Lovely to see you as well. Thank you to Resonance FM. Thank you to everybody. Particularly thank you to you for listening. And until next week, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>